look who's back in the room. Back in the room. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Lisa. Lisa. Hi. This is playing Devil's Avocado. We're a podcast. We are. And what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about things like um, travel. Oh, yes. Given that you've just come back from Did holiday. you know I've been on a big trip? I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about travel and why it's good for the soul. Mm-hmm. Um... You want to talk about Debbie Harry? Oh, God, yes, I do. I love her. Love her. Cannot get enough of her. No, she's great, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, ghosting is on our list. Yes. Vis-a-vis friendships, but also Working. job hunting. Yeah. Yes. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Haunted, we are. Haunted. Haunted by ghosting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've been, got, you've got a fad. I have got a fad. All right. So we'll talk about that. Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> So hi. Hello, you're back, back, I am, back. I am. So exciting. It is exciting. It's lovely to be home actually, I is have it? to say. Nice yes. to see the cats. Nice to see the pussy cats and just also such a cancerian I like being in my own yeah. house. Yeah, you were away a long time. Uh, three and a half weeks door to door. For new listeners, Lisa was yes. away for three and a half weeks door to door. Went to London <laughs> and then um we did a couple of podcasts from London, didn't we? We did. And then I flew to New York. As you do. As you do. And then we did a big trip around the US. We did a road trip and um, we ended up in LA. And it was fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So jealous. Yeah, it was really good. And um, it's the first big trip we've done for quite a while. And it's just so good traveling, isn't it? You're a mad traveler. I think you're an even madder traveler than I am. Um, in terms sorry. of how you love travelling. Yes, I do love going We're places. both a bit obsessed, aren't we? You know where I want to go next? Where? Well, some of the Kastans, like the oh, yes. Uzbekistan. Yes, or the Stans, yeah, yeah, I'd like to go to some of those places. Oh, I love me a bit of Russian yes. stuff, so I'm thinking... That'd all be your Russian background. Isn't it? Coming out. Coming out. We're both Ruskies, aren't we? Yet. Backgrounds. Yes. <laughs> Yet. No. I know. Privyet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spasiba. Spasiba. Yeah, it's... It's just so horizon-y, isn't it? Like, broadening yeah. your horizons. And it also just... Um, there's some funny things that happen, isn't it? Like, A, you just kind of go, I could live like this forever, and then you realise that no one can live like that forever because no. you can't afford it. But you kind of get this real sense of, you know, freedom and you feel like, you know, you can just do whatever you want. So it's a nice feeling to be somewhere else and just pottering around, finding coffee and finding your coffee shops. And I also think like meeting people from different cultures and backgrounds and just it just it's really good for expanding the mind. Yeah. And just getting out of your bubble and getting out of your comfort zone. Um, One of the things I did do, which you you had to talk me through was I drove in America yes and I was, very, I'm very proud of thank you thank you thank you hashtag proud mm-hmm. because I was terrified and it was terrifying and but I did it and I did it for a whole week and I was driving on the wrong side well, the right side of the road <laughs> I drive on the right which is the wrong side of the road for us yeah um, and also, America's just quite scary to drive anyway. Lots of those like twelve lane highways, twelve lane highways, and funny little slip roads, and all and the exits, yeah, all the funny exits, um, and also not knowing where you're going or what you're doing. Um, and it was terrifying, but I'm so proud of myself for doing it because yeah. um, I don't think I if I. If I'd put it off, I think the longer you leave these things, the scarier they get in your mind. Yeah. So um, I was very hashtag proud of myself for that. Yeah. And what were yeah. you driving? Was it a lovely SUV? Oh, I don't know what it was. Oh, it was a Hyundai Kona, 
which are those little SUVs. Right. No, it was cute. I liked it. Um, quite enjoyed it. Only got rear-ended once. Did you get rear-ended? Yes, by an old lady <laughs> at traffic lights. But I think it was actually my fault because you can turn right on reds in a lot of us yes, American states. Mm. And I think she was just going Bumping forward. you along. Bumping me <laughs> along. Um, but luckily no damaged. Damaged? No damage. <laughs> and, yeah, I think the other thing we were talking about travel was that in America particularly, everyone, like we went to Graceland mm. and it's just, everyone's a hundred. Yeah, they are. Especially Graceland. And... I just was looking around at people thinking, if you can, you really need to do this stuff when you're younger. And Mm -hmm. I know it's hard with money and I know it's hard with kids and responsibilities and jobs and all that stuff. And that sometimes you don't have the time or the money or the, you know, inclination to do it until really until you're retired, which is why so many retirees are Mm. just traveling constantly. Mm. Um, But I feel like I don't want to be doing the legwork when I'm older, because it's exhausting. And in a lot of ways, travel's got so much easier, hasn't it? Because of GPS, you can drive yourself around. Yes. And because of, you know, booking online and and Airbnb and all that stuff has made travel so much easier. Yeah, so something... I mean, and also, I mean, it's a lot cheaper than it used to be. It is. So I guess for a lot of people, that idea that it was going to cost you $3,000 to get to the UK, now you can get to the UK, for example, for $1,200 or even yeah. less on yeah. some, some sale flights. And so, that you know, it's it's kind of got to change your mindset about how much it's going to cost you. Yeah. Um, obviously, sometimes accommodation costs a lot, but I was saying to you before, like, I just Airbnb it because it's just cheaper yeah. in the long run. Yeah. I mean, it's not as glamorous. No one does room service. And, no, you know. but you don't always need it, do you? Um, we were saying like the, the whole thing about travelling when you're older, sort of that river cruise Yes, I've idea. been on a river cruise with some old people. Yes. Which river cruise did you do? Um, I went down the Rhine okay. to do... Um, <laughs> <laughs> to do castles on the Rhine. Oh, um, by myself. Yeah. Um, for a story for work. Yeah. And um, look, it was an experience. You know what? I can understand why people like to do it though, because mm. you get you stop at various points along the way. So it's like Cologne. So I think it went from somewhere in Switzerland up to um, a few little places along the way in France, and then up through um, Germany, and then into um, Holland. Netherlands ended up in Amsterdam and so like you'd, you'd stop at places like Cologne and you could get out of the boat and you have the whole day and you can go I went to the you know the cathedral and all that kind of stuff and you don't have to unpack don't have to unpack no. one you unpack once as they yeah. say and because it's just fairly they're small they're not like massive ocean cruises yeah but there's downsides to it because you get stuck with the same people for dinner mm. every night that's and, what they said yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but, you know, so you'd end up having these conversations with people who you don't know and, and they you don't seem want to fine. Be, they're not necessarily people you want to hang out no, with on your holiday. No, and you, they no, seem fine and then you get sort of into a yeah. conversation that you realise that you're heading down very dangerous territory. What about my air rage? Yes, tell us about your air rage. Well, I was flying, Claire, from mm. London to New York mm. and the plane was, the flight was cancelled. Mm. But then they put us on another one about two hours later. By which point we were all, everyone's a bit pickled, I think, because they, well... You know, been sitting around an airport for hours, and I'd watched this guy at the airport, and he was getting on the booze. And we got on the plane, and they basically just kept—he kept asking for it was either whiskey or brandies, and they were giving them to him. And then, I think what happened was he was two seats down from me. He was getting confused because he had the 
airplane headphones in plugged into the plane Mm. but then kept wanting to play his own music on his phone not realizing that his headphones weren't plugged into his phone so he kept putting his music on and it was like full-on trance doof doof right (laughs) really loud (laughs) and this went on about four times and his mate was sitting next to him going stop doing that stop doing that anyway this happened so many times eventually I went over to him and I said look can you just stop doing that it's really annoying he said fuck off Ooh. And I was so shocked. And I sort of stepped back and I said, well, just stop doing it. Like, nobody wants to hear your trance music. And he went, fuck off again. I thought, and I was really upset at that point because you're on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you've got this man being, drunk man being aggressive. So I went back to the uh, crew and I said, that man you've been plying with alcohol has just told me to fuck off twice. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they said, stay here, we'll go and talk to him. So they went off and talked to him, yeah. just told him to pull his head in. Yeah. And then the lady who was part of the crew said to me, um, are you travelling alone? And I said, no, I'm travelling with my husband. And she said, oh, did he see what happened? And I said, no, he didn't. And I'm not going to tell him because, yeah, you he'll know. Punch them. He'll, he'll punch his lights he'll out. He'll punch his bloody lights <laughs> out. So I didn't tell hubby until we got off the plane, right. until I'd seen the idiot yeah. go away. Yeah. And then I told him, and he was like, oh, thank God you didn't tell me, because... Like, I punched his lights well, out. I punched his bloody <laughs> lights out. But it was really scary, the air raging. Yeah. I didn't like it. I got um, attacked on a on an actual cruise once, too. Oh. Yes, I was on a proper ocean cruise around the Baltic Sea, another one for work, and we, everyone had to leave at the end of the cruise, and everyone was going down in the lifts with their bags and everything, and, of course, you know, there's, like, one lift and 47,000 people trying to get out. And so the lifts were really crowded and I got into a lift finally and there was this old American man in there and this other this other couple, kind of young Brazilian, I think, couple tried to get in and he went, get out, don't be so stupid, can't you see it's full or something? And I was like, no, I said, oh, sorry, you don't have to be quite so rude. And he turned around to me and he went, drop dead, you asshole. <gasps> and I was like, oh, and then I went, no, you drop dead. And then afterwards Good I thought, you. afterwards I thought, oh, it probably will quite soon and I shouldn't have really said well, that. That's karma, isn't it? Karma. <laughs> I was like, how are you so rude? And so rude. So rude. The poor um, girl was crying. And I'm not got, surprised. Oh, People are ghastly, are Drop they? dead, you asshole, I thought. Gosh. Well. Anyway, enough about travelling. Yeah. Oh, no. Mark. I was just going to tell you about Draper James and Goop. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes. yes. So in Nashville, yes. I went to Draper James, which is Witherspoon's shop. As, as only appropriate. Yeah, I thought I had to. Yeah. And it is gorgeous and beautiful. But Is it um, full of, like, picnic blankets? And... There's lots of um, sort of things to drink. Gingham. Drink. There's lots of gingham. Really, mm. It's actually really lovely stuff. Really nice, nice dresses, lovely hats, lovely bags. They give you sweet tea because it was stinking hot. Right. So they give you sweet tea in a little gingham cup to drink cute. from, which was cute. Um, Reese wasn't there the day I went in, but she wasn't about two days later, which Amazing. is devastating. Working behind the till? <laughs> no, I'm not sure about <laughs> Can that. Can I help you, ladies? <laughs> um, and what was hilarious about it was it was full of all these sort of ladies of the South and they were very impeccably put together, right. blonde um, you know, shopping up a storm, and then two doors down from the shop is Edley's Barbecue, right? Which is a really famous barbecue place, proper barbecue. Um, and then they all went into there afterwards to get their barbecue lunch right. and their bourbon peach iced tea, and we're getting stuck into their barbecue and peach tea. And I just loved right. the dichotomy, the dichotomy, the juxtaposition. <laughs> I loved it. And then the opposite was a goop pop up. 
Oh. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Popper. So I thought, I've got to go in there for you. Yes. Um, for me? Just for you. For Did research. you get like a, a vaginal steamer? Well, honestly, <laughs> I went in and it was hilarious. Everything was just lovely, yeah. beautiful. And $4,000. $4,000. And this, um, the staff, they, they, you know when you see on films when people sort of almost come over on like rollers? Yeah. They were like that. They sort of like <laughs> rolled up to you. Like vampires. <laughs> and they were wearing these blue boiler suits. Um, and they were just, you know, impeccable as well. And they were like, can I help you with anything? Mm. And they obviously have to speak in a very soon. They've all drunk the Kool-Aid. They had drunk the Kool-Aid. And I nearly bought some perfume because it was beautiful. But then I thought, I can't. Just get me out of here. So oh, I didn't buy I would anything. Have. I would you would have bought, bought everything. Yeah. Um, but so there's a whole goop range now mm. of um, skincare mm. and all sorts. And it's horrendously expensive. Um, yeah. Fabulous. So that's my report from Reese and um, Gwyneth's. Retail outlet. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we were going to do Culture Club. Yeah. Culture, Club Culture Club after something else, but I think we'll do it now because okay. I'm going to change my Culture Club because I'm going to talk do about it. the politician because it's Gwyneth. Oh, yes. Okay. And therefore it makes more sense. All right. I like to just keep things. You know. Yes. I haven't started watching it yet. Oh, it's really good. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. It's the politician. It's made by Ryan Murphy. Yes. And Is he Glee. He's Glee. But also American. And also Pose and also American, American Horror Story. Horror Story. Yeah. And Brad Fulchuk, yes. who is her husband. So he produces it, doesn't yes. he? Is and he a producer then? Yes. Oh, okay. And he wrote it for her. Right. So he wrote the part for her. And basically she was never going to do any acting ever again. She was just going to con- concentrate on goop. As you would, yes. given that it's a multi-squillion dollar business now. Yeah. Um, and then he said, no, 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 I'm going to write this part for you. So she plays the mother of this guy who is running for school president. But it's all very much like American politics. And so it's while he's running for school president in this first series, it's all about, you know, dirty tactics and, yeah. and, and vote rigging and, and um, all that sort of stuff. Plus, you know, the guy who plays the lead is about 35, playing an 18-year-old okay. guy. A bit 90210. Yeah, <laughs> it's very 90210. But Gwyneth is just so sensational. Is she, sorry, is she the mother? She's his mother. Right. But she's just like she's one. She, he's adopted. She's one of those very kind of um, caring but slightly crazy mothers who, who've had too much money, so they're not necessarily totally involved in their children's rearing. You know, yes. they've had nannies and that kind of things. But she's very well put together. Um, she's an artist, married to a very old man who they don't have sex or anything like that, and he just collects books. Uh, just glorious. Has I love it, it got hints of that fantastic Reese Witherspoon film, um, Election? No, no. No, okay. no it's, not f- it's not like, it's just, it's like very over the top, very brightly coloured, like yeah. Glee. It's very much like Glee, actually. Right. Um, in that it's, you know, a um, bit technicolour, you know, like yeah. sort of cartoon-like. But honestly, Gwyneth Paltrow, I just, I mean, she was driving me a bit batty before yes. this because I was just like, oh, if we have to hear about your vaginal steaming or your, yeah. you know, whatever. One more time. One more time with the <laughs> vaginal steaming. Um, but now I just love her. I can't get enough oh, of her. that's good. Mm. It was interesting in LA that um, all the giant billboards were TV. Ah, yes. It's, like, it's not movies changed, anymore. There's no, I, I don't think I saw one movie billboard, mm. but I saw the politician was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, everything was TV. Yeah, that's Netflix all it, has so changed everything, hasn't that's it? That's all anyone cares about now yeah. is TV. Yeah. Um, not necessarily good TV, though, is it? Well, 
always. Oh, I don't know, but I mean that's where the that's where the money is and that's where mm. the focus is now, isn't it? It's all just all about TV. Yeah. And yeah. I used to think that what happened with with Netflix. No, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh here, well, I will. That it used to be that they just pick up all the things that weren't going to get made on the big screen, and now it's changed. So that there was a sort of run of kind of not that great shows or great movies rather that were on Netflix because they were made by Netflix because none of the big studios wanted to make them. Yeah. Now it's changed. It's the, the balance yeah, has changed. Yeah, I think, I think people want to be made by Netflix yeah. now. Or I Apple do. TV or, Sna- or whatever, I whoever it do. is. I'd love to be made by Netflix. Made by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Claire what's the your, show. What's your culture? <laughs> well, I'm, it sounds like I'm really obsessed with Reese Witherspoon, doesn't it? I don't know. What well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you I are think... wearing, for the listeners at home, a straw hat, <laughs> a gingham dress, sundress, and, and carrying a large and carrying a large tote. <laughs> a large tote. <laughs> I did actually buy a t-shirt in um, Reese's shop, but I'm not going to tell you because it's going to be a surprise. Oh, yeah. Um, when I wear it. <laughs> so I have actually the book I read. One of the books I read on holiday is a Reese's book club. Right. And it's, it's called, a surprise. <laughs> and it's called Where the Crawdads Sing, and it's by Delia Owens. Um, and I, I think I bought it here actually, but then I had it at the airport in. Can't even think. No, it wasn't Nashville. Uh, anyway, I was at an airport <laughs> and I was going to read it on the plane, an internal flight, and a lady came up to me and she said, "You're going to love that." <laughs> and I said, "Am I?" And she said, "It is fantastic." And mm. I said, "Oh, good. I like it. I always talk to people about the books they're reading. Yeah, strangers. Yeah. I think it it's scares them." Um, <laughs> So <laughs> they got the restraining order yeah. out. So where the crawdads sing. Here's what Reese says about it. I can't even express how much I love this book. I didn't want this story to end. So, she just says that about every book. She does. <laughs> um, no, it's really lovely. It's set in um, North Carolina mm-hmm. during the 60s. Um, well, it sort of starts in the 50s, goes into the 60s. And it's about this girl. She's called the Marsh Girl. And so in North Carolina along the coast, there's all these little islands and marshes and um she lives on one of these islands and it's about her being this real individual person obviously there's a love story in there um it's really evocative um there's quite a lot of sort of social commentary about society at the time right and um i really enjoyed it there's um there's a crime element as well with a bit of a twist so everything it's got everything it is the perfect sort of summer reading book coming into summer is Reese going to make a movie in I, look I'd be amazed if she didn't because <laughs> well, Nicole play the, the marsh girl no she's too old um she could play one of the nasty ladies in the town Ooh, very yeah. well um but I really really loved it and I'm going to give it to you because I've got a hard copy and you might love it but you might you might not love it you might think it's a little bit sort of um whimsy yeah, I'm not really big on whimsy. Yeah, but, you know, let's see. Well, I'm happy to try. Yeah, I think you should give it a go. It's evocative. I'll give it a, a red it's evocative. Go. Okay. I think you should read it. Okay. okay. Well, one book that I am reading, which yeah. is which is not going to be a culture club, it's just I'm not actually reading the book, I'm just reading about it at this point. Okay. Is Debbie Harry's autobiography, oh, yes. Face It. Face It. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is 74. Oh, is she? That just blew my tiny peanut brain. Peanut brain? <laughs> yes. It's a penis brain. All my penis brain. <laughs> I saw her in concert in Sydney about seven or eight years ago. Yeah, she would have been 68. Yeah, she was 66. great. She was with Chrissy Hine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those two Those together. two, amazing. Um, so Debbie Harry, um, obviously, lead singer of Blondie, pin- like a pioneer of music, totally. especially for women. Um, and just she was the first al- the first album I ever bought was Parallel Lines by Blondie. Really, mm-hmm. and she was 
That's nice to know. Yeah. Anyway, she's amazing. I think mine was a kid from fame. <laughs> that says a lot about us. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. Um, but I started to reading about, I haven't actually bought the book yet, but I'm reading all about it and she just is amazing. I've read a few interviews with her now. She had this incredible life. So she, you know, was addicted to heroin for a long time. Um, she was just part of this huge 80s and 70s and 80s punk rock movement and stuff. But as well as all that kind of music stuff, which we all knew, there's all this really sort of stuff that I didn't have a clue about. Like she was raped at home by a man who came in and tried to rob her and her then boyfriend, Chris, who was in the band, basically raped her at home. And all she cared about at the time, she says, is that he'd stolen their guitars Right. And so um, whenever you've read all the interviews with her lately, there people are all up in arms about it on her behalf. And she was like, I didn't care. I just All I cared about was that the guitars were, were missing. She also tells a story about one day she was in Alphabet City in New York, which is like the Lower East Side, like terrible, yeah. quite dangerous, especially at the time that she was around there. Couldn't get a cab for love or money because cabs wouldn't go down there because it was too dangerous. And this man tried to pick her up a couple of times in a car and she kept saying no and walking around trying to find a cab. And in the end, he was still there and she still couldn't get out of there. So she got into his car, realised he'd taken out all the kind of defining features of the car and she couldn't open the door from the inside. Mm. Um, and basically the window was wound down enough that she could get her arm out and um, open the door from the outside, and then he saw her doing this and tried to speed up, and she fell out of the car. And later on, like years later, she saw a photo, and it turned out that she th- she says she it was Ted Bundy. Oh, my God. Which is just terrifying. Yeah. And apparently he used to say that he'd pick up women in this car and drive around. David Bowie flashed his penis at her once. Um, she lost all her money, which is just fantastic. Obviously. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> um, she lost everything in the ta- with tax because they didn't pay enough tax and um, had to sort of sell everything, including her house. She's had lots of surgery and doesn't deny it. Like, she's just the coolest woman ever. She is. Um, the Washington Post, in their review, they tweeted, um, in her memoir, Debbie Harry proves she's more than just a pretty blonde in tight pants. Fuck off! And everyone just <laughs> Washington Post. I, everyone was just like, um, "Excuse me." Oh like, my god! What's the actual? Who wrote that? Fuck? I wonder. I don't know. Some tweeter. Some twitty tweeter. Some doofus. Like she was so iconic, so yeah. legendary, yeah, so um, brilliant. And then to reduce her to that changed people's like, lives forever. So changed rude. what women could do in music so forever. So rude. Isn't it disturbing how? Um, I didn't know that about Debbie Harry and the rape story. Yeah. Demi Moore's got her, yeah. book, her biography out, yeah. autobiography. And she also talks about being raped, doesn't she? Yeah, it's she a, had an awful time. Awful it, time. She? I don't know if that I can actually read that book now because I've read so much about yeah. about it. Um, and the, I just feel like it's I've probably got all those depressing bits left to read. I don't know yeah. if I want to. It, it, it's not... I haven't read the book. I wasn't going to read the book, and then I think actually I might read the book because it's probably quite an important book in a way to sort of the, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And that there's, I think it's really good when these books are written, like for someone like Demi, who you've seen splashed across magazines for years and years, and you form this opinion of someone, and then you remember they're human, which True. I suppose is a bit of what's going on with the Meghan Markles at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Like there's a human being behind all that, and I don't think. People always act in the best in their own best interests. No, probably not. But I find it quite fascinating about when you when you dig deep and find out about the real person. Yes, yes, 
Yes. Um, all right. Now, um, oh, do you have a resting bitch face? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or do you? No. I don't think I do. I think I do. Do you? Mm. I think I can look quite harsh when I want, when I don't know what I'm doing. Right, when I'm just sitting there. Anyway, what is resting bitch face? Well, you know what it is. It's when yeah. you when you when you if you're not doing anything with your face, so you're not smiling or thinking, yeah. or, and you're just sort of sitting there. Do you look like an old cow? Yeah, not look, an old cow. Like, do you look like do you a look harsh. like a harsh woman? Yeah. But the surgery you can have, and people are flocking to plastic surgeons right. to fix it. Apparently. And I'll tell you what it is. If you want to know and you want to go in and ask someone, you want fillers in the face. So you want, um, so you have fillers in your marionette lines. So yes. these ones here, she says, pointing at the bits yes. that go from go the from your nose, nose to your, to your yep. cheeks. <laughs> um, and then underneath your lips, you plump up the, and re-angle the yeah. mouth. And then you put Botox... Somewhere else. Oh, in the jowl area called the DAO muscles, and that freezes the frown in its tracks. So, um, and there's a picture here of a woman, and you can actually see, like, it literally just turns your mouth yeah. from down to up. Seems like a lot of effort. I, well, you could just try smiling, you think? Just try smiling. <laughs> you could just try looking cheerful what for about once. People go, cheer up, love, it might never oh, happen. Oh, I hate that. Isn't it Remember those people used to give out the smile stickers? No. Oh, they Weird. used to be. I think they were some kind of cult. Yeah, they sound like They used like to it. give out smile stickers and I used to say, I do not want one of your fucking smile no. stickers. And then I'd feel like afterwards, no. like perhaps that was not the best way. I have got some friends, I think, with resting bitch face and they really make me laugh. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. You're a bit stroppy. We've, I like got, it. we've got a, a mutual friend who's, who's got very much resting bitch face. Yeah. But I still love her. Still love her. I like it. I like a bit of attitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, do you want to talk about job hunting, being ghosted? Yes, so um, I am between contracts. Mm. And so I am... She means unemployed. Unemployed. (laughs) Fun employed. Um, And um, so I'm looking for a job Mm. and it's horrendous. Job hunting is awful. Mm. It is. It's horrible. It's a horrible process. And um, I've been ghosted twice now. By companies. So wrong. And so basically, what the first time they approached me, we had a whole conversation. Um, and then they said, right, and I asked some questions. And they said, well, let me go and find out and come back to you. Never came back to me. So I did the wrong. whole follow-up, you know. You did a follow-up. I did a follow-up. I did a follow-up. <laughs> and they never came back to me again. So and wrong. that company now, people I know go for jobs there. And they say, what do you think about this company? I said, I don't know. They ghosted me. Mm. And then recently, um, I actually applied for a job and they came back to me within an hour of my application going in. So clearly they wanted to talk to me. And they said, um, they said, can you do a Google Hangout tomorrow? So I said, yes, of course. I had no idea what a Google Hangout was. <laughs> so I had to Google it. <laughs> do you know what it is? No. It's just a phone call. It's a conference call. On Google? Well, I don't know. It's just a phone. You ring a number and it's... Oh, right. So it's like a conference call. It's yeah, a conference right. call. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I did a Google Hangout. Mm-hmm. Had a great conversation, lots of chats and stuff. They said, yep, um, we're talking to a few other people. We'll contact you early next week, Never which they didn't. So then I did the follow-up. Did the follow-up. <laughs> um, and never heard back from them again. God, that's terrible, isn't it? And again, it's sort of a smallish company, quite a successful company, but smallish and it's like, well, what's wrong with you people? And it's just yeah. awful. It's so rude. It is really rude. It's also really unnecessary. Ignorant. Unnecessary. Like, I feel like 
I get that, say you have 300 people apply for a job, yes. right? I understand that you're not going to get back to any no, of them. You can't. But if you've had a conversation with them and you've gone yep. to a certain stage, yep. they all deserve to have a reply. Definitely deserve, look, sorry, we've gone in a different direction. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we yeah. filled the role. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah. Like, we decided we didn't like you <laughs> as much as. We thought you were an absolute dick <laughs> and we would never let you through the doors of you our didn't, building. We heard you say, What the fuck is a Google Hangout? And from that moment <laughs> on, you were just not on our list anymore. Yes. But, um, <laughs> the whole ghosting thing is it's a Ooh, thing, isn't it? It's a thing. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to. Com- to uh, communicate this properly because it's quite try <laughs> use your words <laughs> <laughs> so being ghosted by a friend can also come from what happens to them in childhood okay so when you're ghosted by a friend basically they just stop replying to yeah same and... like it's, i mean it came from love life but it came from boyfriends right so it yes. came from from um yeah. relationships yeah so if you'd go out on a few dates with someone and then you'd never hear from them again so that's that they coined the mm-hmm. term ghosting for mm-hmm. that but now they're using it in work and also in yeah. just normal friendships where yeah where you suddenly one day wake up and realize you haven't spoken to a friend for a while yeah. they haven't been in touch with you and you feel weird like maybe you yeah. had an argument and then they just haven't bothered to call you back yeah so it came, in 2013 i think it came into the lexicon, yes. the old um, urban dictionary. Right. So, um, so if your friends do it, it's because there's something to do with attachment theory. And what it is is there's two kinds of attachment style. Yeah. There is anxious and avoidant. This is if it's as bad. a child. Yeah. Yeah. So anxious atta- attachment. So but basically, not everyone has one of those. No, you could just be normal. Oh, you secure. Can be so you can be secure, secure. Okay. where if you have a problem with someone, you can deal with it as yeah. very maturely and normally. Yeah. Right. But then there's, if you have a bad reaction to um, conflict, you can either be anxious or avoidant. And kind of self-explanatory. Yes. Anxious means that you stress about it. Yeah. Avoidant means you ignore it and shut down. So 56% of the population are just secure and then the rest of them are between those two things so you're either anxious or avoidant so in adulthood if you have a disagreement with a securely attached person they're not going to panic they're going to keep talking to you they're going to talk through things and it's all going to be fine but if you're insecurely attached either anxious or avoidant it'll become a nightmare either they'll become really defensive and keep on at you to try and find out what happened which is the anxious one yes or they'll just ignore you completely and that's the avoidant one they'll ghost you yeah and so they're the people who will ghost you Mm. have you been ghosted yeah no no (laughs) (laughs) all right what next oh um let's talk about what hurts what hurts what hurts no, I don't know. Um, I'm not very hurty at the moment. I had a bit of jet lag, but I'm all right now. Yeah, I'm not really hurty. I hurt no. my back, I had to go to the physio, but oh, then yeah. she fixed it. Oh, that's good. Um, end of story. End of story. <laughs> I did have a question for you, though. Yes. What is the difference between falling over and having a fall, mm. and what age does that kick in? Because, mm. you know, like, if I was to say to you, oh, I fell over, that's all right, I fell over. If I was to say to you, oh... My mum had a fall. Mm. It's a different thing, it isn't is, it? Definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd say probably seventy. Seventy is the yeah, cut off. Yeah, having a fall. I think it's earlier. Do you? Yeah, because I think you can do a bit of damage at sixty, sixty-five, falling over. So then it's having a. F- I think if you do damage, it's having a fall. It's having a fall, or if you've got the potential to like break a hip or. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, all, it's when all of those things collide, isn't it? It's when the osteoporosis kicks in. It's when all yeah. the kind of things that you could damage things. Yeah. You you're a bit unsteady on your feet, maybe. Yes. You can't get up. You, you maybe your blood pressure's a bit low, yeah. so that standing up sometimes. Yes. Or if you're on your own and you and you fall over. Yes. And you can't get up. Yes. That's what yes. happened to my nan. Oh dear. I yeah. yeah I don't know. No. I fall over. I've in fact yesterday I was walking back from the shops. Was it Aldi? <laughs> was Aldi? <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. It was Aldi, but um, and I was thinking how it had been a while since I had fallen over. But um, how funny it is when you fall over as an adult. It's such a shock. Yes. I think we've spoken about this yes. before about how it's just sort of it really shocks you. So I can only imagine that having a fall mm. is awful. Awful or fall. Or fall. Yeah, like it. It would be. I think there's a difference between being able to pick yourself up again, yes. dust Bounce. yourself off, yes. kind of have a bit of a giggle, yeah. maybe have a bit of a tear because it's a yeah. bit shocking, or realising that, you know, yeah. it's like a you've downhill done. spiral and you've yeah. hurt your back really yes. badly or and you've hurt your knee. Or... Ongoing problems yeah. as a result. Yeah. All right. Well, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to do a fad? Yeah. You're following? Are you following a fad? I'm following a fad. What is it? Well, it's, I don't know. It's also a beauty thing. I have discovered a new range of makeup which I'm in love with, which is called Revolution Beauty, yes. and it is available in Priceline, not an ad, but it's amazing and it's life changing because it's cheap as chips, yes. but really fucking oh. good. So um, I highly recommend. I bought just randomly once I was in Priceline. I was like, oh, this is exciting, this new range, and I bought some concealer, which was good. Yeah. Um, and now I've bought five different eyeshadow palettes. Each of them cost $8. Right. And they have like 12 or right. 15 different colours. So 15 times 5, you've currently got 50, you've got 75 different <laughs> eyeshadow colours. <laughs> yes, and I use three of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's the point. They also have um, really good primers. Well. They have a green primer, which Ooh. I know you've been interesting they're 15 dollars the primers um they go on well they stay all day stay all day um they have great everything is packaged really beautifully everything is really um nice looking and doesn't look cheap uh and everything nothing's tested on animals nothing's cruelty nothing's you know changing animals rabbits sounds ideal vision just amazing amazing okay. i highly recommend all right nice Be- everything is great okay. everything is great price line you say price line not an ad not an ad um when i went on holiday mm. i took the wrong makeup bag with oh, me that just suck oh my god i couldn't because i'd created a holiday you makeup curated bag. curated <laughs> a holiday makeup bag yeah. with all my uh, you know my must-have little bits and yeah. i put it down to about five or six things yeah. And when oh first day or whatever second day opened it up, you had everything else, everything else, <laughs> all the other stuff. Oh no, well, you left over. Yeah. So then I had to go to Boots, buy stuff, mm. but it was all just slightly wrong. So for my whole holiday, I'd had just slightly wrong yeah, makeup. I hate that. Yeah, it was really awful. Yeah, no, it's nothing. You need your things around. You need your you? things, don't you? And you've always got like you've always like you know for years I've worked out what eyeliner I like. Yes. What you know. Yes, and then I've got my lip liner that I'm loving at the moment, and yeah. then I bought another one, and it was just the wrong colour. Oh. 
And the lipstick was just the wrong colour. Oh, it's just slightly, it threw me. <laughs> it's a disaster. Awful. Imagine if you'd seen Reese. Yes. What would you have done? Well, just hidden. <laughs> um, and just one last thing. Yeah. Um, do you know who Tracy Ellis Ross is? I believe she's an actress. She's an actress. She is Diana Ross's daughter. Do you know, Diana. I never knew that. Yeah. And she was, um, and her husband, Diana Ross's husband is someone with, his, with the name Ellis. Right. <laughs> Um, and she's our age. She's like she's forty six, forty seven. Okay. She's great. She's in Blackish. That show Blackish. Yes. She's also got a hair care company that she runs called Pattern. And basically, she's got this big afro, and um, all of her hair care is for different kind of curls. Oh. So whether you've got ringlet curls or really big afroy curls, or whether yes. you've got frizzy hair, whatever. Like the products are all but all hair types. No, I think it's it's mostly black hair. Yeah. Um, but I think if you've got curly Jewish hair, for example, yeah. or curly, you know, other kind yeah. of hair, it would probably work. Um, but but you know, it's just not for yes. it's not for like fine blonde yeah. hair, for example. Yeah. So it's for for problematic curls. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's amazing, and she is always on Instagram. And she posted this great thing the other day, which I can then post in the PDAs because oh, um, she's so inspiring and lovely. Um, about her five ways to stay younger longer, and yes. I just thought it was such a lovely thing. She said. Giggle as much as possible. Okay. Sleep as much as you can. Yes. Drink as much water as you can physically drink. Have sex as much as you can. And then she said in brackets, sorry, mum, which I thought was funny (laughs) because her mum's Diana Ross, so she probably wouldn't care. And love with a full and open heart. Oh, isn't that nice? nice. I like that. Yeah. I'll do all those things. Yeah. I will drink When you said drink as as much as you can. Water. Yeah, I thought you meant wine, but anyway. Let's start with water and... Well, we could go for champagne. Okay. All right. Well, that's the end. Oh, we didn't say who we were or in the middle. But anyway, that's all right. Um, We are. We are playing Devil's Avocado. I'm Lisa Sinclair. I'm Claire Isaac. We're a podcast. We are. Oh. We're also on the social media. We are. We have the group, the PDAs on Facebook. So come and join the group and um, recommend stuff and talk about stuff. Yep. And we're on Instagram. We are. Um, We are... We have an email address. Do we? Have you checked it lately? <laughs> it's like never get any. We get press releases on there. I don't know how oh. we get them. And we are playing devil's avocado at gmail.com. Yeah, so write to us if you want. Yeah, write to us and review us and subscribe. We would love that. Yeah, this is episode 27. So you've got a few to go back to. You've never heard them yeah, before. Yeah, go and listen. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Okay, bye. bye.